Welcome to episode number 89 of the Keep Up Podcast. Where we remember your donkey is not just a donkey, it's also a man. Inclusive in that way. Yeah, I want to make sure all animals are listening to us. Dude, I am terrified to look away from the computer right now. <laughs> I'm so we, scared. We have been cursed miserably. Oh, it's been brutal. It's uh, yep. Was the last one the one where we told everybody about the alien voices, or was that before that? It may have been before that. I can't even remember, but we recorded again. We were on track, mm-hmm. and we the last time we recorded. We made some jokes, funny, haha, about uh-huh. how cursed we've been. Yeah. We recorded for two hours. Yeah, it was once again a solid podcast. Solid. So much content, so much, so much hope, so and much dreams. goodness, hopes and dreams That's, galore. Yeah. Up mm-hmm. the wazoo, wherever the, that is. <laughs> where is the wazoo? I don't know, but there's a lot of stuff up there. <laughs> and uh, it, the computer did a thing it's never done before, where mm-hmm. the disc was overloaded. Your, it's your new MacBook Pro. Yep. It has, it's never done that. Has it done it since? Nope. Never done it before. Never did it since? Nope. We didn't change anything? Nope. And just, it stopped recording after 20 minutes and yep. we didn't notice. Like we got the first. A couple of doofuses. <laughs> the first 20 minutes of the podcast recorded. And because the screen went into, uh, or the computer went into uh, screensaver mode. Screensaver mode. It, uh, uh, we didn't see it pop up. Yeah, it was garbage. And, and there's, Absolute garbage. there's no indication. But this, this, this podcast right here. Yep. I'm going to curse us by saying this, but we have done every single proper step to Everything. make sure it doesn't fail us. The only thing mm-hmm. that we didn't do oh, is I did not bring the headphones I need to plug into our audio interface. So the only way that we can test the audio mm-hmm. is by plugging in the interface, recording a test, then unplugging it and mm-hmm. listening to it from the computer. Could we connect Bluetooth headphones? Actually, yeah. To your computer, we could. Yes. So we could do that. Okay. Well, but we why could... stop now? Right. We're already two minutes in. We're two in. minutes in. We're not going <laughs> to lose this golden content. No way. This is top tier. Everyone <sighs> cares about our audio issues. So it's been a month and a half. Yes. Um, since then. Which is absolutely mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. I know we're like, I mean, this is kind of par for the course at this point, but yeah. I went away for like a week. Mm-hmm. I went to Long Island. Um, How long is it? It's honestly longer than I remembered. Okay. Yeah. Pretty lengthy. Yeah. They should call it... No, Long Island is fine. Yeah, no, that yeah. seems like the perfect name it if fits. it's long. And then, um, what else? I don't know. I had a show last <laughs> week. The week was just busy. Yeah, Brett's a busy um, guy. It's You know, this podcast, like, I sit here and record it every week, but he's not here, so I just He does, them. yeah. He just practices. <laughs> <laughs> I do two hours, and I'm like, that'll be good for yeah. next week. The ones that you hear are just, I just show up and start recording, mm-hmm. and when I leave, he just keeps talking until I come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I splice together all the audio. It makes it look like we're talking to each other. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, You're like a movie star. Me? Mm-hmm. I'm not like one. Like like you make cameos. Yeah. That's on your it. own podcast. On my own podcast. Podcast. On my own podcast. I want a podcast. That's our new fitness podcast. <laughs> the Keep Up Welcome Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Podcast! <laughs> it's going to sound like that. This week, we're talking about Cheetos. Should you or not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want those buns and thighs. Podcast. We should start a fake workout podcast. We would get... Banned after the first episode. Podcast, no, podcast. That's what it'll be called. Oh yeah, so it's we gotta work be out video. during. Yeah. We could make a bunch Cheetos, of Cheetos. Yes or no? <laughs> Hell yeah! And then we're eating them while like working lifting. out. <laughs> Can you negate 
the effects of working out by eating at the same time? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know, man. I I mean, no. It depends. It depends. Yeah. You can. You can use what you're eating while you're working. I just don't want to work out and eat. I don't know why Planet Fitness has a pizza day. <laughs> they have a pizza day? You didn't know day? that? No. Yeah. Okay, so if you're not a member of Planet Fitness, I think uh-huh. it's the first Monday of every month, they order a buttload of pizzas. Also, what's the deal with the term buttload? Because gross. <laughs> you're the one who used it. Uh, but that's a thing, right? I mean, a buttload is... is... Yeah, what is it? Actually, I know what it is because I looked it up once. That What is it then? It's the butt of a truck. Oh, that's where that comes from. Is that why they call it a bed now? Because people don't like calling it a butt. Yeah, but a bed load doesn't. <laughs> sound right I got a bed load of pizza yeah, coming no, in. I'm not about that. Um, <laughs> I like that better than butt load. Do you? Well, butt load sounds like you haven't gone to the bathroom in like three days, or like the, the capacity, capacity of someone's butt is way more than what you think because it's c- used. It differs <laughs> from person to person. <laughs> yeah, but when talking about food, like Planet Fitness's butt load of pizza. Like I'm not, I'm not. I'm gonna start a. I'm gonna start a pizza chain called Brett's Buttload of Pizza. Brett, I don't want it. I'm not. But what if it's the best pizza in town? How do you get that award? You just gotta make a buttload of pizza. <laughs> just, make so sure. it's not about quality. It's quantity. It's quantity. Okay. Yeah. Gross. It's not. No. Yeah, I don't think it is. It's not. Um, but so, but uh, there was what? a tangent. We were going. Just you're talking about oh, working out working out yeah and then yeah so they do a pizza on monday because it's a cheat day thing no i don't know there's no there's no reason why they just do a pizza night which i guess is cool but the thing is i don't want to i don't want to do those things at the same time Mm -hmm. like i guess like it's i've been learning a lot about like eating and working out and things like that yeah it's all about calories in calories out you should see his hands right now he's like mystical i was realizing this past week now i can't even talk about myself because i'm just realizing (laughs) i talk with my hands so much i do it to the point where i like hit things me too it's par for the course when i I have 100 percent maintained injuries Mm -hmm. because of the way that i'm talking (laughs) like i've i've like punched counters Mm -hmm. you ever catch the corner of a table on the top of your hand because you're swinging around like an idiot yeah it's terrible yeah i've knocked over plenty of drinks because i like i get excited about something and i just i don't know how far my arms reach out right you know and i'm like oh that's the end of that yeah we have a very impressive wingspan yeah i feel like yeah maybe do humans have wingspans yeah why do we call it a wingspan Um, maybe it's not a wingspan what about birds? Finger span. C-span. Is C-span like a sports network or is that... Uh... ESPN. I know what that is. CSPN. CSPN. Or is C-span just news? I, I've never heard C-span. C-span is a thing. It sounds like either a weird surgery on your elbow. Yeah, you had C-span surgery. Y- yes. I can't even say... Surgery. Yeah, C-span surgery. C-span surgery. C-span surgery. <laughs> You gotta drag it out. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta have it just go a little bit. C span's surgery. All right then. You said a surgery or what else does C span sound like? Uh sounds like the entire ocean. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the span of the sea. Um I also kind of said that like a pirate. <laughs> the span of the sea. <laughs> Yarg. Ah, the C span. <laughs> ah, me sailed the entire C span. <laughs> We are on it today. I like it. <laughs> Spicy rolls. Also, sorry for everyone who thinks I'm an idiot for not knowing exactly what C-SPAN is. Tim, how do you feel about sports? Yes. Okay. Agreed. Let's go sports ball. Let's go sports ball. I love when the sport ball goes in the hole. Sports ball. Boom. Power and a kisser. What do we do now? <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you about 
Stupid Questions. Stupid Questions with Uncle Tim! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know what you were going to do. I don't know. I thought about pausing the audio, but it looks like everything is going great. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, is it good or bad to have that computer near you? Like, it's, do you feel... It's good. I'm good. Are you watching it over my shoulder a little bit? Not too much. Just occasionally. <laughs> like, I'll, okay. I'll go Just over. scope it out. Don't let my uh, line, my eye line, uh-huh. line of vision, line of sight. I- eyeliner. Don't let my eyeliner distract you. Okay, I know. It's it's quite, it's on point today. It is. I like the little wing you did. On Felique. Felique. Speaking of eyeliner. Stupid questions. Yeah. I was going to say something different, but that's Oh, fine. okay. No, I thought, okay. Sorry, I missed the I, joke. I'll explain my train of thought, but I have a mm-hmm. consultation Friday for my next tattoo appointment. What? Yeah. <laughs> I it's, really... connected to, it's connected to eyeliner. What? I'm getting new tattoos is all I'm saying. On your eyes? Nope. I'm not going to explain the train of thought. <laughs> what? Dude, you lost me. Yeah. What? I'm just getting new tattoos. What are they? I'm not telling you. Is what a sponge? No. Are the other one's a bob? No. And the sick joke is SpongeBob? Did you no. know they made a new Banana Splits movie? Nope. You know but bl- 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 you wow. know Banana Splits. You know Banana Splits. <laughs> you know Banana Banana Splits. You know Banana Splits? Yep. The show where they're like, nah, I said nah, yes. Nah. Okay, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure the audience knew what I was talking yeah, about. Okay, well, you're talking to me. So there's a new movie, yeah. sci-fi original. They murder people. <laughs> it's what? a it's a R-rated banana split. Are you kidding me? Well, I'm not kidding. You. I sh- I shook my head up and down. But wait, sci-fi can make R-rated movies? Well, it's from what I've heard, sci-fi bought the rights to it and then have made the film. But I don't know if they're still attached to it anymore. The movie's out. It's already came out. So I had to see who's actually worked on it since when I heard about it last year. That is absurd news. It's insane. So it, the the premise is uh, a kid and his family go to a Banana Splits live taping, and uh, uh, they start killing people. <laughs> the the Banana Splits, they're robots. They're animatronics. They're not people in suits in this yeah. one, I guess. Um, and yeah, that's that's the movie. I don't know what to do with that information. I don't know, like... Other than try to watch it immediately. Right. I, I'm so curious to see what it's like. Who sold the rights to the Banana Splits to make this R-rated movie? Because it's totally, it's the Banana Splits. It's the same costumes. Well, maybe not the same, but obviously designed the same They way. must have just been like, I mean. It's a dead property, maybe. Yeah, and they're so like, just... nothing's going to happen with this. So, Wow. Isn't it? Isn't that strange? Yeah. I was I was pretty, I'm excited to see it. I want to. Me too. I mean, they were always a little bit creepy, so I guess they're just really cashing in yeah, on it. Yeah, they're really like, this is it, you know? This is for wow. all the older crowd. Wild. Anyways, my stupid question. Let's do it. For those of you who don't know, stupid questions is when I ask the hard questions. The questions people are too afraid to ask. Right. So this week, my question is, if vegetables are good for you, why is vegetable oil not good for you? Who said vegetable oil is not good for you? I mean, if you drink it just straight up, it's not good. Bro, I just had a glass. Okay. (laughs) And how do you feel? Sluggish. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like time's slowing down a little bit. I, uh, is vegetable oil one of the oils you're not like supposed to consume? Well, I guess it gives you, if you were to drink it just purely by itself, it gives you the highest calorie possible, uh, addition, I guess. It's the thing that can give you the calories the most of. Like out of vegetable related things or I just in the world, the highest calories like you if can you possibly were to- <laughs> intake is a vegetable oil. It's just, no, there's something, I forgot what it was, or it's like. The amount... Oh, I forgot what it was. Tim, anyway, this is the premise for your whole question. I know. Well, I'm curious why vegetable oil. Because I believe the amount you drink 
or it's a to pound, I think, pound ratio. So like if you eat a pound of cheeseburgers and drink a pound's worth of or a gallon's worth, let's say, of vegetable oil, yeah. it will give you more calories compared to that pound of Interesting. It. It's like the densest caloric intake, I guess. Let's see. Okay, here's a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. If you look up vegetable oils, it says vegetable oils or vegetable fats are fats extracted from seeds or less often from other parts of fruits. None of those things sound like vegetables. Not at me. all. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, so why is it called vegetable oil? I don't know. So soybean oil, triglycerides. I read those backwards for some reason, and triglycerides is actually at the end of the last sentence, so that's not a list. Okay. Soybean oil <laughs> or cocoa butter are examples of mm. fats from seeds. Olive oil, palm oil, and rice bran oil are examples of fats from other parts of fruits. Thanks. That doesn't help my question. Nah, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I guess because the oils are the things that are the most, you get the calories in the fats, you know what I mean? Is that what makes vegetables taste good? No, butter does. <laughs> <laughs> butter and salt, my two favorite things. Well, clearly vegetable oils don't come from vegetables, as we just read. That's true. I always imagined they just took vegetables and like squeezed them out like a towel. It does kind of make sense, though, if you, like, have you eaten a lot of seeds and just, it's, they're thick and dense. Uh, what kind of seeds could I have eaten? Sunflower seeds. Oil seeds. <laughs> I don't eat oil seeds. Yeah, sunflower oil. Is that a thing? Yeah. Sounds like a thing when I say it. Sure does. Yeah. I know they have sunflower peanut butter. Yeah, it's sunflower butter. That's what I said. Sunflower peanut butter. That's why I said booty trap. That's what I said. Peanut butter sun. Sun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sunflower butter is uh, sunflower seed butter. No, I think it's called. Oh, flower butter, I think. Peanut butter, butter, butter. Peanut butter butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. That's going to be the oldest thing on the internet. The oldest thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Man, I had fun with that little banana. It (laughs) was. I'm glad you did. Just Brad. watching it. Is yeah. All. No, I mean, you do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> you like peanut butter jelly time. It was a great little, uh, Is it? was that a gif of its time? A gif. A gif of its time. It's not peanut butter. We already talked about it's this. It's a gif. It's, <laughs> it's a gif. Gif. Um, I think mm-hmm. oils are good for you. You think oils are good for you. Some oils are bad for you. Elaborate. But at this point, I'm confused about what's a vegetable. Right. Is a tomato a fruit? Yeah. Okay. Because it has seeds. I'm glad. But I'm not going to just bite into it. Why? I guess I would. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Dip it in sour cream. Oh, that sounds kind of good, actually. Yeah, it's like the the first steps to a BLT. Yeah, you're right. What? <laughs> Nobody puts sour cream on a BLT. <laughs> I you're all doing it, it wrong. like a taco. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. <laughs> all right, vegetable oil, bad if you drink it. Right, but if you eat an olive, then you're eating seeds, which is why oils work well in your system. Okay. That's it. That stupid question answered. I feel like we tackled it. I, I Yeah, this really top tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what? Next. I don't know. Where do you want to go? Uh, uh, TV. <laughs> TV. Television. Welcome to the Mellow Vision. Mellow Vision. Where you see mellows. Marshmallows? Mallows. Bro, I had s'mores the other day, and the marshmallows we used were like pillows. <laughs> Where'd you get they them from? They were huge. I don't know where they came from. What were they? Marshmallows. I know they're marshmallows, but what brand? Big. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they were... What's the one with the blue and the green logo that like just says marshmallows on it? Puff. 
Is it puff? I don't know. Puffs? Yeah. Puffs. Marshmallows? No. That's tissues. <laughs> <laughs> they should be called... I think they're called puffs or toasties. Puffs or toasties? Yeah, what are the other? All right, let me check. Puffs magic. Puffs Marshmallows? the magic mallow. I have a love-hate relationship with. What do you love about them? I love when you can burn them and eat their skin. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. When you get the crunchy skin? Yeah. The I'm crun- stoked you said it that way, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I don't like when they're not burnt and I can't eat their skin. So you don't like just popping them from the bag. Right. You got to you gotta give it toasties. Or Dude. in chocolate. I don't like them. They're craft. Craft. Jet puffed. That's what I said. That's what you're thinking. Toasties. That's, that's why I said booty trap. <laughs> jet um, puffed. That's what they're called? Jet puffed. What? Out of all the names you name your marshmallow brand, jet puffed is well, what it's you craft. call it? Craft jet puffed. Okay, but craft is mac and cheese. I'm not gonna have mac and cheese they don't marshmallows. Only make that. What about marshmallow mac and cheese? What would that be like? Gross. Yeah. We're almost there with sweet potatoes. Right. Marshma- that's pretty good. It's marshmallow sweet potatoes. It's cheese and marshmallows that I'm not interested in having together. I try it. Yeah. How would you eat it? How would you? Prepare I would do it? a grilled cheese with marshmallows in it. Mm-hmm. Would you dip it in like gooey marshmallow? Would you put fluff on a grilled cheese? I try it. I don't think because I could do like a peanut butter fluff and then throw some cheese on it. What if you could like toast it with a torch so you get that crunchy skin that you like, and then you put oh. a cheese on it? It just can't be too much. Too much it, marshmallow. Yeah, if it's too sweet, then it ruins the whole thing. Right. I don't want sweet cheese. I don't think. <laughs> well, sweet cheese. You ever sweet had sweet cheese. cheese before? Sweet cheese. What? <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet. Tim, cheese. stop saying sweet cheese. Sweet cheese. Sweet cheese. <laughs> hey man, you ever have sweet cheese? <laughs> Sweet cheese. Hey man, try the sweet cheese. You ever had the sweet cheese? <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I don't know either. I can't wait to listen back to this. Sweet cheese. Oh man. Yeah. Um, what are we on TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, um, here we are. Oh, you said Mellow Vision. Yes, that's what happened. So jet puffed, jet puffed craft mellows. Yes, I've gone through a couple of uh, kicks recently. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's been a mixture, so I've been bouncing back and forth. Uh-huh. It's been a horror kick. Uh-huh. It's also been an anime kick. That's the best kick. I'm actually on an anime kick right I now, I saw too. you post something about mm-hmm. it the other day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not everything is super fresh, because it's been a couple weeks, and I was, mm-hmm. like, I was on a tear. So, um, I finished Attack on Titan Season 3. Nice. Um, it's... <laughs> you <laughs> said that with such intensity. Sweet cheese. Um... I don't remember how much we discussed it because I know you had finished it already. Yeah, well, um, I think we talked about it before the podcast, and then we talked about it on the podcast, but that's a dead podcast. So That podcast didn't... I'm it. going with the assumption that anything we've talked about in the past month mm-hmm. hasn't been heard by anybody but us. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep it quick on this one mm-hmm. because... Um, uh, I don't know. We've talked about Attack on Titan before, and basically what I can say is the first... Actually, this is a half of a season. So the first half of part two of season three. What? <laughs> because they released... It's 24 episodes. Season three is 24 episodes. Right. But the last 12 just came out. Those oh, are the and you're saying came out. the first half yeah. of part two of season three. Right. Holy crap. It's, okay. Yeah. yeah. Were there 12 episodes? Am I remembering that right? Uh, I think it was a total of... Because I think, I think it, it started at 13 and went to 24. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like it was a whole new season, but we just waited a while for yeah. the second half of it. Mm-hmm. So the first half is just so intense action-wise. The whole, like... It's really... It's kind of like watching... A, I guess you could compare it to a war movie with a lot of strategy-based mm-hmm. like plot lines and like things where... 
you know, you can't wait to see how this side makes a move against the other side and how the heroes get over this one obstacle and all this stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot of like battles and strategies and things like that. And it's just so intense. And a couple of my favorite moments in the entire series happen in this with, uh, particularly with, um, Levi and a couple with Aaron that are just Mm -hmm. like literally jaw dropping. There's, Uh, the thing is like, for, compared to the first part of season three, like the first part of season three was really good too, but I feel like it lacked action. You know, there, yeah. there was some definitely some really good action scenes, but it was a lot more story focused, I think. And this, they totally, that's why it was so like dull. Some would say, I didn't think it was dull, but some people would say that in the yeah. first half. And then the second half, like picked up because it's the biggest fight in the series. You know, yeah. it is like, you know, that's it. If they lose the battle, they lose everything. Right. And if they win, they, well, they still still could lose some stuff. <laughs> that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. And it's it, it really is like you feel the stakes like in, in just so heavily always mm-hmm. in this show. But in this season in particular, um, there's just so many moments where you're like, the stakes are really high right here. And this is like a, a make or break humanity situation. And then the second, like the very tail end is uh, you go back to getting a ton of just, like, story. Like, mm-hmm. you're just getting fed information. And it's really great. I did start to fade a little bit, like, at the end. Honestly, I wouldn't even say it was a super negative thing. Mm-hmm. There was just so much information yeah. that I was. I still find myself, like, even now, trying to link certain ideas and, like, how is this person affected by this or what, just what exactly they were explaining to me. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of information that... Well, that's it. There was just a lot. Yeah. And it ties back to some stuff that you found out in, I think, season two with the royal blood and all yep. that stuff. So, um, you know, the the action, it goes way, way up. And then it kind of levels out where you're still getting a lot of story and it's really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very information heavy at the end. Like, yep. I didn't feel like the season ended with like a big bang or anything like no, that. No, I mean, <clears throat> like there's a main goal that's been kind of present in the series for a while and that happens. Yeah. But it's kind of... Uh, what's the word? It's kind of like dumbed down, or maybe not dumbed down, but the moment's taken away because another character says something and, yes. and kind of like ruins the whole moment, let's say. Yeah, it does kind of feel like... It's a downer. It's not like great. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I, like you kind of feel like there's a resolve and then like literally just from a little piece of dialogue, you're like, oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't... Uh, yeah. Why? Um. So so I guess we'll see. I think they announced season four is the last season, yep, right? final season. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. So uh, super enjoyable. If you haven't watched Attack on Titan at all, it's, I mean, just pick it up, blast through it. It's like, it's just so intense all yeah. the way through. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I wrapped that up, um, I jumped to Afro Samurai. Oh, yeah. You've watched Afro Samurai. Absolutely. So the season itself is only five episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it originally was on HBO or Stars or I think it was HBO. It wasn't like a typical anime, like where no. you know, um, where Samuel L. Jackson he really wanted to do this, and so he got a, like a team together and they all worked on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it wasn't your typical anime in the sense that it was like uh, originally Japanese and then they dubbed it here. It was made you know in the U.S. and everything. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it felt it. I don't remember what year it came out, but it felt like the same era that Spawn came out, the animated series on HBO, mm-hmm. where it's very adult, very R-rated, um, and you know, hyper violence throughout the entire thing. Um, and I forget, was it just an original anime? I believe it had a manga too. It did. Okay. 
Yeah, so it initially was a manga. Okay. And then... So, da, 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 da. Anyways, um, what year did you want? You wanted to know what year it was? Uh, yeah, I was curious because it came... Um, I think uh, Spawn was 99 on HBO. 2007. 2007. Okay, so it was a bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had it had that feel. It was a very, very dark, um, like I said, hard R-rated animated show. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I really enjoyed it. The story is 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 really great in the animated series, but I would consider the follow up movie um, mm-hmm. Afro Samurai Resurrection to be an absolute must. It's yeah, not, oh yeah. It's not just like a oh, I want a little bit more of these characters. It's mm-hmm. like you have to watch Resurrection after. Yeah, because um, it it really does finish off the series. It it's does just as important as watching the whole series. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, the animation is crazy. It is pretty heavy, like. Uh, uh, heavy themes and mm-hmm. it's very mature content. Yeah, extremely mature and it's it's a really good watch though. The animation is great. The uh, the acting is really great. And one thing I'll say about Resurrection that I liked about the overall story is by mm-hmm. the end of that movie, you kind of find yourself asking like who the villain is. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of how it left me. Is it, you're really like I don't know who the bad guy is here, mm-hmm. and I really like that journey. And you don't get that overall journey without watching Resurrection. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's five episodes. Uh, they're short. I want to say twenty to thirty minute episodes. Yeah, they're that. pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty and quick. then the uh, the movie itself um, that came out. I don't know when Resurrection came out. I think it was a couple years after. But um, right you got there. it there. You got it right there. Mm. Two thousand nine. 2009, so a couple yeah. years after. Yeah, um, really, Jeez, really great. That's kind of a long time to wait for for uh, a sequel. Like yeah. you know, if you finish the series and you're like, I mean, it's only two years, but yeah. Well, the first season does come to an end. Yeah, I guess it is like it, they end. they wrap it up, mm-hmm. um, and you can be okay with that. Like I literally was gonna work move on to the next series I had in my queue, and mm-hmm. then I was like, ah, I'll, I'll watch Resurrection, and I was so glad I did because it, like I said, it feels like it, it completes the story. Yeah. Also, I was just looking through. I was totally wrong. It, it's it's all Japanese. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I thought, I remember reading it a while ago, but apparently I read wrong. Oh. Um, it was, yeah, it originally, um, let me see, Takashi uh, Okazaki. Uh, okay. He was drawing African-American characters and started to mix Japanese and American culture uh, into his art and then made the series from there. Oh, cool. So. Neat. Um, but yeah, I remember watching it and really loving it. I initially, before even watching the series, I played the game. They had, oh. a, they had a game come out yeah. um, on Xbox 360, PS3, and I loved it. It was, it was so, good. so good. It was really, really fun. Um, and it had, I believe, a what they called a bonus episode, but it um, it's like, what's the word I'm looking for? It expands on the show a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of just like an extra chapter where you learn a bit more about certain characters cool. and like get into a really cool fight. Um, but the game was super stylish. Like yeah. Wicked matched the uh, whole feel of the show itself. Yep. Um, cell shaded. Cool. And um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a really good time. So I played the game first, then watched the show and then the movie. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Did the, was the game confusing at all playing it without, having the knowledge of the show or is it no it's because it's pretty much the the story of the show i mean there's certainly because it's a um a longer format there's definitely a lot more um like they take a lot more time to explain certain things sure and and you're kind of exploring the world um like you see a place in the show like for instance when um he's with the the girl i forgot her name but um which one where he's injured 
and and oh yes and she's like helping him and yep. stuff um i'm trying to remember it's been a long time since i watched it but yeah i can pull it up i, f- I forget her name too I've, yeah i've watched too many new shows to remember who's <laughs> it's in what dude show. Uh, names i've given up i try <laughs> real hard but i just can't um but anyways there's that place and in the and if i recall in the show he's not there for he's there for like a whole episode right but it's not like a ton of uh you don't see much of the place he's in right um how do you mean like, like the overall setting in general? Yeah, just the environment, I should yeah, say. Yeah, there's not a lot of focus on it, really. To what I remember, anyways. But in the game, specifically, you go and explore the forest and the area and, like, why she is kind of like the way she is. In the series, they show it, too, but... Um, is it Otsuru? Ooh. Sure. Or Okiku. I think I'll have to... I'm just seeing the actresses. Yeah, Also, yeah. Tara Strong did Otsuru. Oh, really? Um, did you watch the dub or the sub? Uh, I thought dub. there was only a dub, so I watched the dub. I'm clearly really wrong with I this. Think, yeah, <laughs> there's a sub. Um, let's see. Otsuru is, uh, yeah. Is this the one you're thinking of? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tara Strong. Tara Strong. I think it's Tara. Tara. Tara Strong. Um, but anyways, the yeah. game the game did an awesome <laughs> job of capturing what was so cool about the series. Um, combat was awesome and, and yeah, if you can get it, you can get a copy pretty cheap to my knowledge. I'm going to have to check that out because I really love, um, when games do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the, uh, enter the matrix. Yeah. Cause that, that game adds so much texture to certain parts of the, uh, of the matrix story. Yeah. And, and that one's really incredible because it is like, it's another matrix movie. Yeah, you get the live action cutscenes. You get you get to play the game, and there's a lot of it connecting to the overall Matrix story. Yeah, um, I guess it didn't do good when it came out, but uh, it really didn't. Mm-mm. But I loved it. Yeah, it's a good game. They actually did make a second Afro Samurai game too, um, but they I don't remember why, but they took it off the store like the first because it was episodic, and the first episode came out and. I think it was just really bad, and they just took it off, and they were like, we're not going to do the rest really? of it. Yeah. That sucks. So uh, I never got to try it, unfortunately, but um, some people did buy it, got, yeah. got it when it came out, and uh, it was just the first episode, but uh, it looked cool. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder what happened, but... Um, yeah, a lot of really cool characters, a lot of cool uh, stylized, like, memorable um, character designs, mm-hmm. um, namely Gino. That's, like, one of my favorite things that they've ever done, um, or that they did throughout the series, was... Um, the way Gino ultimately looks and why he looks that way yes. um, and tying that in. And he ended up, I think, I mean, he's my favorite character throughout the whole thing, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's really, really great. Highly recommend, especially if it's something, you know, if, if you want something short, you can kind of blast through pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I mentioned blasting through Attack on Titan. You yes. do have three full series or seasons to get through. <laughs> there is a lot. One. This one's a much more legitimate blasting through. Where would you watch it? Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah, that's on Hulu. I watched Attack on Titan on Hulu as well. Mm -hmm. That's actually what kind of threw me into this kick, and is they have a very good selection of anime. It's insane. Yeah, it's you don't need to go anywhere else. I mean, Netflix has some, and Amazon has some. If you have like a Crunchyroll subscription, yeah, I have. There's so many like classics that I have to catch Mm -hmm. up on. So that's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I'll throw one more out there. I didn't finish it yet, so I'll just give some kind of first reactions. But along the lines of uh, kind of mixing hip hop culture um, with uh, with Japanese culture, Mm -hmm. I started uh, Samurai Champloo. Yep. Have you watched Samurai Champloo? Just the first two episodes if i recall two okay. or three i really liked it i just i just stopped watching it for whatever reason it's super cool um i i think the 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 
thing for me was realizing I'm probably 10 or 11 episodes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 25-episode run. Um, I think that the thing that was interesting for me was realizing that it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me a minute to figure that out. Um, like, there are comedic moments and things like that, but about five episodes in, I'm like, oh, this is, this is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the best scenes are... Um, the action scenes with Mugen, mm-hmm. um, who has this sort of breakdance style to his fighting. Yeah. And what's cool is the pairing of samurai in this show is Mugen, who's like a self-taught samurai who has like no traditional training. Mm-hmm. And another, um, the other, uh, is his name Gene? Actually, I think it's Gene, um, who is a very traditionally trained um, traditionally minded samurai, yeah, and that's the pairing. Mm-hmm. And it, and the whole time they're trying to kill each other too. They're yeah, like, it's they're, like an off and on kind of friendly, like I'm gonna kill you one day yeah, kind of thing. It's like they, but they have to. They keep getting in these situations where they can't, you know, get away from each other. Right, they right. Keep getting stuck together. And then there's the girl who kind of a foo. Yeah, and she's kind of keeping them all together with like because she has her goal. She's looking for her father. She's, right? Yeah, she's yeah. looking for. Uh, or, I think this the samurai who smells like sunflowers. Oh is, yeah, is how I don't know if it's her father. Him. That's what I. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I, the show, but. there may have been some mentions of that or like implications that that's who it might be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's the whole thing. As these three kind of cross paths. Yeah, there's some action. There's some comedy. Amazing soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really cool hip hop soundtrack. Um, yeah, and... so it's from the creator of Cowboy Bebop. So yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So I think there's a lot of influence there, and he has a lot of uh, you know. If you've seen Cowboy Bebop, it's very much based in the music. The whole show is wrapped yeah. around the music. The name of the episodes, the fight scenes, like a lot of it is music based. So to bring that into a samurai, uh, you know, story is yep. is amazing. Yeah, I don't think it's as music focused, but it's certainly there's a huge element of it in the show. Yeah, yeah, you see that, mm-hmm. um, and and you definitely feel that in in the whole like atmosphere of the uh, of the show. Yep. So it's fun. It's definitely like a transition from going from Attack on Titan to Afro Samurai, which are like super heavy themes, yep. like ultra violent, all this stuff. Samurai Champloo is definitely more of a fun um, kind of like kind of a passive watch. Like mm-hmm. it's you feel like you're kind of more of like a cartoon feel. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not childish by any means, but mm-hmm. um, it's it does have more of like a comedy vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really, really need to watch it. It's on my list. I, I made a huge list the other day of shows of animes because I've started like a handful of them yep. and get like 30, 40 episodes in and then I don't know what happens. Not that I get bored with the show, but I just like start watching something else or something else happens yeah. and I just forget about it. Oh, yeah. Um, and so the other day when I was making the list because I, you know, the backlog list, so I was like, I just want to make lists of everything. Dude, yep. I've been on a tear doing yeah, that too. It's, <laughs> it's so, it's so relieving. I yeah. just, I love making lists. So anyways, I did one. I have like, it's so stupid. It's like 40, 50, 60 animes I need to wow. watch and I'm like, I'll just, I'll work on it. Especially when some series I have are like 200 episodes. I was going to say, like, there are definitely some in there that are hundreds of episodes yep. long. I got Dragon Ball Super I want to watch. Mm-hmm. I got Inuyasha. I have and... Naruto. Oh, which nice. I've been advised not to watch at this point. My, so a friend of mine who, he loves Naruto, mm-hmm. he told me if you didn't grow up with it, you might have missed it. I would suggest that for shows that go on more than, like, 200 episodes. Because yeah. Naruto's up to, like, 800 or so episodes. Well, the original run of Naruto was, like, 200 episodes or 300 and then episodes. Shippuden? And then it goes to Shippuden, in which that's 500 episodes. Okay. Um, which there's a ton of filler. 
Um, and only if you're like really like super into it, you, you can, you can watch all the filler too. But yeah, I mean, I get, I get that recommendation. Cause like, I would never tell anybody to jump into, to like one piece or something. That's, that's like the longest running anime ever. It's at right. like episode 1002 oh or gosh, something like dude. it's, it's insane what they're at. It's probably like at 800 or something, but well, even still that's insane. Yeah. So, I mean, even myself, I wouldn't jump into these shows that are that big. Like yeah. Naruto, I couldn't, if I didn't watch it when I was young, I probably wouldn't jump into it yeah. now. Um, I mean, the games do a great job of giving you a very abridged version sure. of the, the show. Um, so if you're interested in at least learning about the series, the games do a great job. Same mm. with Dragon Ball Z. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love Naruto, mm. and and it's it's certainly the first, I would say, maybe like 30 episodes of the series. Basically, once you get into the Chunin saga, like, you know, Dragon Ball Z has all the sagas. Yeah. Um, same thing with Naruto. Once you get into the Chunin, that's when it really starts picking up. Okay. I would say the first, like, arc and, like, getting everything set up is very, it's kid cartoonish and sure. a little annoying at times. Okay. Um, but, I, I mean, I think it's totally worth a watch. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's better if you're, like, retired or something or not. Because, <laughs> you, know, you seriously, you won't, you you just won't get done with it in, like, a month. Like, yeah. you have to watch tons of episodes. Yeah, I probably wouldn't finish it at all. Mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, it's totally a great show. I, I would, but I get where he's coming from. Yeah. If you missed it, so. So what of your, uh, what of your list have you been working on? So right now, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of it is running off of nostalgia right now. And sure. I've, I'm, I remember seeing Yu Yu Hakusho on Adult Swim uh, when I was younger. Uh, was it on Toonami at all? I feel like it was. It I, seems like it. The show's yeah. violent. I mean, there's people like getting their heads blown off. Like, really? It's, it's, it's a good, I mean, it's like, it's quick flashes of like, but it, you see blood and guts and stuff. So. Well, even that happening at all, I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel about uh, Shampoo is there mm-hmm. are a couple moments where it's like, oh, he just cut that guy's head off. But yeah. then there are other fight scenes that feel like a cartoon fight scene. Like, there's no blood. Mm-hmm. There's nothing, like, crazy violent about it. Um, so, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it's never been a problem with uh, Japanese animation that, uh, like, hyper-violence is just kind of part of, par for the course, you know? Yeah. Part of the culture. So, um, but it's always, it's always shocking when I see it. I'm like, really? Like that? <laughs> I mean, I don't mind, but I'm just watching a show and some guy blows up and I'm yeah. like, where did that come that from? Flies, where like, yeah. yeah, the first like 30 episodes, people only get beat up and they never like right. blow up. So, uh, but that's when you can tell the person's a big villain when they, when they destroy someone like that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I'm episode, on episode like 40, 44 of Yu Yu Hakusho right now. Okay. Um, I'm watching like four every night give or take before i go to bed um so i'll finish it up soon and then maybe work on like some shorter series cool yeah how many episodes are in that one uh let me pull up the list i think it's like 90 something okay so you're on track to finish that see something at like a hundred or under is i feel like that's doable oh yu yu hawk show is 112 112 yeah okay um, by the way, if there's an app, it's called Annie List. That's what I use. Yeah, my Annie List, and it um, this is where you can like get all your anime oh. organized and stuff. But you can cross off when you watch an episode, or dude, you have freaking apps for specific <laughs> specific lists. Yeah, we've talked about my movie list app. Oh, and yeah. all that stuff. But anyways, yeah, that's where I'm sitting right now. I haven't. I realize it's been like almost maybe five or six months since I've actually watched a show. Really? I've been so dedicated to the backlog that I just haven't watched, like, TV at yeah. all. You know, I watch movies still, but mm-hmm. I just haven't watched a TV show, really. Yeah, I've definitely been bouncing back and forth. I've had a few nights or a week or two where I was it was games every single night, mm-hmm. and then... Um, 
you know, Rachel and I started busting through like Stranger Things and The Office and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I've been working on House on Haunted, uh, House on Haunted, <laughs> Haunting of Hill House, House on um, Haunted Hill House. Yeah, House and Hill. Uh, and then these animes I was watching at work on break because mm-hmm. I'll watch like two. That's break, how so. awesome is that? During pretty your break, great. You can so. watch anime. Yeah, but same thing. Been bouncing back and forth and. Um, and but like the animes, those I finished probably like a month ago, mm-hmm. and I haven't I haven't gone back to that list yet. And I'm in the middle of Shampoo. I need to finish mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, I think I'm good in TV. Me too. Movies. Yeah. Ooh ooh, let's go to the movies. Welcome to movies. What'd you see, Tim? Oh, I saw a little movie called Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. That's like pretty much the theme song. Is it? <laughs> no. Do they have one? That would be sick. Uh, uh, no, it's just like an explosive beginning. Um, this movie, to me at least, is the definition of summer action movie. Yeah, it really? was. It was a load of fun. That's what it looked like they were shooting for. I found so. Uh, I'll start this off by saying the only Fast and Furious movies I've seen is are the first one and the second one. That's it. No Tokyo Drift? No Tokyo Drift. Bro. I know. Okay. Um, so these are characters that were introduced, I believe, in Fast and the Furious 4 and 5. Okay. I think they were in separate movies. And then I think they worked together in the newest one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the Yeah, lore. I don't know either. Um, but so I was actually surprised when I saw it. But um, uh, my friend Nate, you know Nate. Uh, hey, Nate. He suggested we go see it. And I was like, sure, why not? I'll go see it. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's surprising how like stupid the movie is yeah but how fun it is like well, that's yeah like i'm fine with that mm-hmm. and it made me really appreciate like because i hate when people review these movies and they're like yeah there's really nothing to it it's like there's no like good story or anything like that like movies are supposed to be entertaining i know they're like and if you can't find fun and like guys running around and punching people and blowing people up like yeah. like just a fun action flick with and there is a good story it's not amazing but it's still like it's not nothing right there's ex- not going to be no story at all mm-hmm. yeah totally and there's and they like they have an interesting story and work on these characters even though i don't know them mm-hmm. it shows more of their like backstory and yeah. and even for people who haven't seen it like me they do a good job explaining who these characters are yeah um but yeah i just it made me upset because uh like I feel like people are too harsh on these fun movies. Yeah, I feel that way too. I also feel like it's too easy. Like if you mm-hmm. are if you're a critic, right? And I'm not. I don't know any really. Mm-hmm. So, and I know, you know, critics have a job to do too. Right. But it almost seems too easy to take a movie like that. Like I could have written a bad review about that movie without mm-hmm. even seeing it. Right. I could be like, "Oh, it's summer fluff garbage." Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. All they care about is muscles and guns. Yeah, but dude, give me muscles and guns. Yeah, it sounds sweet. Like, like I'm gonna watch that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you don't like the explosions and violence, there's like there's like I said, interesting story. There's characters that you like have secret schemes in the background, like his little yeah. spy thriller. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of fun to be had in the movie. Totally. And I think, I think people forget that I don't think the action hero is dead. You know what I mean? Like, right. In the that's 80s, what it, that's what had, it felt like an eighties buddy cop movie. Yeah. You know? Like you had in the eighties and nineties and I mean, seventies too, like late seventies. Mm-hmm. That's when you got like the Schwarzeneggers and the Van Dams, and then, you know, even Bruce Willis yep. and like, and I, that's not like people talk about like 80s action movies because mm-hmm. they're great. Yeah. And then that was like its own genre. That's still a thing that exists. Like mm-hmm. they, though, that is what these are. Like, especially The Rock. I think yep. he's like kind of that guy now. Yeah. And I'll see anything with The Rock in it. He, he, I will too. It. I love that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, him and uh, and uh, Jason Statham, Statham for mm-hmm. sure. It, it, and I think they did that 
they made that clear when they did uh, like the Expendables movies, and they yes. had people like Statham in it. It's mm-hmm. kind of, oh, that'd be sick if The Rock was in one. Uh, I don't think he was in any of them. Terry Crews was right. I haven't seen the third one. I never saw the third. Oh, one. Oh, dude, it's great. Uh, I know it's it has so the most stupid and awesome. It, uh, yeah, that's uh, what I like. I love and, it. And I think that's what the Fast and the Furious movies are now. Are the action movies of back then? You know, like they're the totally the, yeah. like the same thing. I would say applies to those, but those still get great reviews. Yeah. Like and good. I mean, I think if we have like dumb action racing movies like that, we need plenty of them. Yeah, like, they and they are still like kind of spectacular. Like if they do. Now, granted, there are dumb action movies that yes. are like, okay, that's ridiculous and stupid and doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. But if you can have like a ridiculous thing that would never happen look kind of awesome, mm-hmm. that's the point is that could never happen. Yeah. So how cool is it to see it? You right. know what I mean? If it looks good. Mm-hmm. And I that I the Fast and the Furious movies have been on my list for a while because I've seen one, two in uh, Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. And I had heard that they take a major turn after that into these Okay, we're just gonna do these big crazy action movies. Yep. And I those are all the ones that I haven't seen. I know. And the first one, as far as I remember, was like decent. It's yeah. Like the the first one I would say is very serious. Like yeah. it's it's just uh, uh what's his face? Not Vin Diesel, but the other guy. Paul uh, Walker. Yeah, Paul Walker. Yeah. He's like an undercover cop yep. in the first yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's yeah. just like simple car races. I hear they drift no pun intended. Drift away from uh, <laughs> uh doing cars and stuff. Like as like there's still cars but it's not nearly it's the, not focus. the focus. Yeah. yeah. Right. As as the first two were, but yeah. um yeah, it was it was really fun. It was surprisingly long. Uh, I think it was two and a half hours. Wow. Um yeah. which I thought was pretty long, but mm-hmm. whatever, I'll take it. It's cool. It's, mm-hmm. It sounds sounds good. I yeah. would definitely watch it. Yeah, I think uh, that's my suggestion. Go watch it and just get a bowl of popcorn and just laugh at how enjoyable it is. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so this reminds me of a uh, another thing that we lost on the last attempt at a podcast, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Um, you guys didn't really get to hear a reaction from us about Spider-Man Home... Uh, not Homecoming. Far From Home. Far From Home, mm-hmm. because that's that went on the last podcast. Uh, oh. Maybe we can revisit it when it when it comes out um, yeah. or something like that. But we liked it, though. We did. Mm-hmm. We liked it. Um, and I will say, one of the things that I talked about is when I... I don't know why it was that day, but when I went to see Far From Home... Mm-hmm. It was there was not a lot of people in the theater. There was nothing really special about it, but I just had this like awe of movies and mm-hmm. like cinema and going to the movies and I was just super stoked and I like being in that place much better than being in this extremely like critical place. And yes. criticism is important and obviously like that's part of the fun. That's why we like the things that we do mm-hmm. is you get to analyze this stuff and like pull it apart. And that's just part of like the creative process. It's like the cons- consumption of it too. But I was just like in awe of like just being at the movies. I was mm-hmm. just stoked. Yeah. I was like, this is so great. Like, I want to come to the theater every day. Every day. I was just like feeling it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just reminded me of it because I feel like that's part of what a, a big crazy action movie does. Like, that's why those summer blockbusters exist mm-hmm. is because it's like, what's the biggest, like craziest thing we can do on screen this summer? Right. And, um, you know, and you have other movies with uh, similar, but at the same time, very different intentions. Like what's the, what's the best scene we can put on the screen? Like what's the most dramatic thing Mm -hmm. or outrageous thing we can do on the screen? What's the scariest thing we can do in the theater this year? Um, and I think action movies kind of aim, aim at that too in the summer. Like there's a reason those movies exist. Right. And sometimes they give you that opportunity to just be like, I'm just here to have a good time. Mm -hmm. Like, let's do it. Let's Let's just go right in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and I loved far from home. It was really great. Mm Mm-hmm. 
we got to save a fuller review for another time. Yes. But speaking of Spider-Man. Right. Spider-Man. Uh, bye-bye. Yeah. So what happens? I don't... So to get everybody up to speed, I assume most of you already have heard, but um, deals apparently have fallen through between Sony and uh, Disney over the rights of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, so what was going on beforehand is uh, uh, Kevin Feige was, uh, I believe, a producer on uh, the Spider-Man films because mm-hmm. it was all is still entirely owned by Sony. They got most of the revenue. They got, you know, they got um, not really like they they had their team on it. It was just Kevin Feige kind of like pushing things around and making it all connect. Sure. Um, For the Marvel Studios films. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So at this point, they. Uh, uh, they push. They couldn't agree on money because uh, it just came out recently that Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home made a billion dollars in the box office. Wow! Which is the most for any Sony film ever. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are assuming that because it made so much money, Sony's like, "Give me some more money." Yeah. Um, but it seems Sony came out uh, and said, uh, "It's not our fault. It's Disney." Blah blah blah. Like they're bickering. It seems back. So and we forth. don't know exactly why. Right. We don't know the exact details, yeah. other than as of right now, Sony has two more Spider-Man movies coming out, um, and uh, one of them is a Far From Home uh, sequel. It is. And then the other one is either um, we knew we know Venom Two is coming out, but they're thinking it's a. Um, Another uh, Into the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse 2 or whatever. Really? Um, which isn't necessarily connected, but that's just where the movies are. That's that's the two potential So movies. is it three total? Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Man 1, and a Venom movie? But or... th- I've only seen reports about two, so I don't know what... Or is the Venom movie not related? Because that's where I think it gets confusing, is mm-hmm. Sony did the Venom movie. Right. At the same time, Spider-Man's coming out, like with Tom Holland, mm-hmm. and... Are there are those going to be connected at some point? So the big issue right now is a lot of the story elements that were set up and like Spider Man's universe. Mm-hmm. If they if the deal breaks, they can't do a lot of that stuff. So they might be able to still use Tom Holland, but they can't make any reference to the Avengers. Uh, they can't make any Sony. Sony, yeah. yeah. So they can continue with these movies. They they are good to go. Um, but, but the MCU is like. That whatever that storyline is, there where Spider Man breaks mm-hmm. apart. Yep, they they can't they can't even refer to Spider Man in their movies anymore. N- any anything he did, they can't talk about. Anything he was gonna do, like he has Tony's glasses right now, and like you know they had some big elements. Oh my gosh! Introduced, dude. so like, what are they gonna say? I assume they won't say he's dead. Um, yeah, but they just can't have reference to him. As of right now, anyways. Well, that was my first question is, like, what happens with the uh, Far From Home is left with uh, some serious cliffhanger situation. Yes. So, um, And they can pick up from that point. I mean, but right. it's going to be very... It's going to be a lot of things that you notice are missing. A lot of awkward things. It's like, okay. But, I mean, they could seriously pick up right from there. Yeah. It's... it's um, but I don't know. I don't know if Tom Holland has a deal with Marvel. Well, he must have a deal with Sony. That's what I was wondering because I I don't I don't want there to be another new Spider Man. No, that's what everyone's thinking is going to happen. You know, it's it's going to be another reboot. Cause... But he has to have a deal with someone, right? Yeah, I I don't know because um, at this point he started in four movies. What if oh, Mar- five? What if Marvel uses Tom Holland in the movies, mm-hmm. but nobody ever calls him Spider- by a name or he never wears a suit? He could be the other hero they made up in that movie. There's um, no. I forgot the Night name. Night Monkey. Yeah, Night Monkey. That's <laughs> what he'll be now. Night Monkey. <laughs> uh, it's crazy, man. I, I mean, mm-hmm. there's a piece of me that's kind of excited to see what happens. Why? 
I, I mean, I'm not happy that it did happen, mm-hmm. but I'm just excited in a way of like, excited's not the word. I'm kind of anxious to see like, what's going to happen? How's that sequel going to turn out? Right. Are they even going to do the sequel? Right. Mm-hmm. Was Into the Spider-Verse all Sony? Yes. Because that was great. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. It's just, I, I just, I don't know. What's the next MC, MCU movie we're getting? Eternals, I'm going to say. Okay. So the thing is, like, story-wise, we're probably staring away from Spider-Man in the MCU for a while anyways. The only yeah, I mean, his movie wasn't even slated to release uh, when they released Phase 4, you know? Right. They didn't show Spider-Man 3. They didn't even talk about it, so. So, like, who knows when that will be? But So mm-hmm. the, the main concern is the one that Sony apparently is going to put out, which will be the sequel to Far From Home. Yes. That's the main thing that's like, what the heck are they going to do there? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's crazy. I, definitely interested to see. I guess just interested. Excited yeah. is not the word, uh, but interested. Yeah, because I mean it's awesome what we got. You know, I'm happy the deal happened at all. Yeah. You know, I wasn't expecting Spider-Man in the universe at all. Yeah. And I mean, if he had to leave, like if he was the tail end of Phase Three, mm-hmm. it's okay. Sure. You know, it's kind of like all right, that chapter's closed. No more Spider-Man. No more of these characters. Like. <laughs> Kind of interesting that we would have gotten uh, Homecoming, mm-hmm. and then the last one we got was Far From Far Home. Far From Home, <laughs> yeah. He's gone again. Yeah, that's it. He he goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of definitely sad. Um, if it, I mean, you know, these are all reports, and anything could happen still. Yeah. You know, they could make a new deal, and now nah, everything's all good. But, right. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting. A lot of talks in the Marvel Universe in general, like, you know. They I, own mostly everything. I yeah. think at this point, all they need is Spider-Man. Did they uh, do they have X Men again? Yep, they have yeah. X Men and Fantastic Four. Cause, right, because they bought Fox. So. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff going on, like talking about how Wolverine's going to show up in the MCU mm-hmm. and and things like that. And I thought they were going to build towards New Avengers, which they they might still, but I don't know. But Spider Man's a big part of the New Avengers, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to sit back and wait and see. Wait, like the tiny people we are. Yep, that's all we can do is be tiny people. Uh, speaking of tiny people, yeah. Sometimes tiny people sit around a fire and tell scary stories. Ooh! <laughs> In the dark. <gasps> Tim just turned off the lights. Ooh, this is a whole new recording environment. Yeah, different situation. I'm turning the lights back on. Yeah, please I'm do. Scared of the dark. You and I saw a movie together. Yes, which is rare. It is rare, which is kind of funny to say, but it is. I know. I guess. Why is that? I don't know. We just go at different times. Yeah. Work schedules and mm-hmm. I guess. I yeah. don't know. Times don't know. times we see movies. But you go gonna... like on a whim. Yeah, that's true. We kind of just say, hey, we're going tonight. And I kind of do too. So we just have different whims. I yes. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> when but there's a whim, there's a way. Exactly. And mm-hmm. this whim aligned. Yes. And we went to see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Based off the popular Scary Story book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, more Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and whatever the name of the third even one is. Even more? I think it's even more. I can't see it from here. Scary but yeah. Stories to Tell in It's in the, the middle dark. row next to yeah, the... Yeah, I can't tell. Are those okay. reprints? No. They're or, not. Original. What? Original reprints. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's got all the original art in it. Okay, but they're reprints. I think so. It's cool. As long as they have the original art. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I don't know, actually. Whatever. Uh, original art's in there? Original cool. art. That's, that's what matters. That's what's important. <laughs> so uh, this is a fun callback to the first Keep Up episode ever, where the first review, mu- uh, movie review we ever 
really gave mm-hmm. was a Guillermo del Toro movie. Oh, yeah. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Yeah. We were a little confused about what we'd seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Wow. That was long ago. Right? Isn't mm-hmm. that wild? Mm-hmm. Um, so Guillermo del Toro, uh, where he really shines through in this movie, of course, is a creature um, presentation. Design. Uh, yeah. Creature design and presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it really, like, matches the terror of the images in the books, I would say, for the most part. Yes, that that was always the biggest thing because they've been talking about making this movie for a long time. Yeah. And and uh, the biggest part was the creatures, the pictures, you yeah. know, because we've had a visual representation, so how do you bring that to the movies? Uh, how do you bring that to real life? And do it justice. Right, and do it, yeah. and do it justice. And uh, I think, as far as the creature designs go, he nailed it. I think so, too. Him yeah. and his team. I, I assume it's not just him, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think they did a really good job. I think the, I think he really captured, the movie really captures the dread of storytelling because mm-hmm. they found a way to make the movie about a book. And I like the story that they built around it. Um, I like, the, so every time they're leading up to the unveiling of a creature mm-hmm. or a scary moment, there's like the dread of the story beginning, mm-hmm. which is really what you feel every time you start one of the stories in the book is you know it's going to land somewhere terrifying mm-hmm. because that's what you're reading. But it, it kind of picks up. So the movie has a lot of like peaks and valleys in mm-hmm. a good way. I think it kind of, you know, it builds the story a little bit, a couple really creepy moments, then it comes down, then a, a new story starts and then it brings you back up to that right, peak. Right, if you've seen or if you've read the books, you have a like kind of a grand knowledge of all the stories. Yeah. So like part of the fun is seeing what story, what creature they're going to pull exactly. out from, from all three books. Because I, I believe some of the stories that were in it were both from the first and second book. Okay. Um, that uh, I couldn't remember, but those are the two I'm most familiar with. Yes. So and the I third think... one, I don't, I'm not sure if that was involved, but I know like some of the stories they told, uh, one in particular, I believe it was the, um, the, the lady with the face. Yep. I believe she's in the second book. That sounds um, right, yeah. I think. But anyways, all that being said, it's really interesting to see what scary monster will come out. Yeah, Because there's so many to go through, and you're like, oh, I wonder if he's going to do this one or this guy. And I think he nailed most of the really scary ones. Yeah, yeah I do too. Um, I think overall, this I wouldn't say this as a complaint, but it's mm-hmm. just a thing that I, I recognize is by the end of it, it definitely feels PG-13 Yeah, um, in that... Not at all moments. I would say it feels more like a horror near the beginning mm-hmm. than it does at the end. Um, I think by the end it felt more like an adventure. Like not, ah, that kind of undersells it, but it doesn't, there's not like an, there's not like a sense of dread necessarily. It feels almost like a Monster Squad kind of vibe where okay. it's like, it's it's monster based and it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's not like, it doesn't, horror feels like, I don't know if it feels like a horror I, I kind of you like know what I'm saying. I see what you're saying in the sense that it like because, you know, basically the f- like, I guess you don't feel like you're going to be surprised anymore. Maybe like, you know, it's just not as dreadful by the end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think because of certain characters like that, you know, will or will not die? Uh, Not necessarily, because I actually wasn't sure by the end. Yeah, it's to true. Be honest. Yeah, that that aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I. I kind of don't even want to continue on this point because I feel like I'm underselling it because it wasn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It just, when it ended, I think it was the way that it ended. Like, literally the last couple minutes. I agree with that. That certainly turned the whole movie around. Maybe that's far. what it was. Like, it was enough for me to be like, oh, weird. Like, like yeah. 
Um, it didn't make me rethink the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. But I see it like changed the direction that the that you thought the movie was going to go. I guess. Yes. Okay. I think that's what it was because now I'm remembering the moment where I started to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Took place in a certain room with a certain person. Yes. And that sounds vague, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Um, and I think it's from that moment. Yeah, so I'm exaggerating in my brain how the very ending felt, like how mm-hmm. I walked away from it. But I get it because the whole time it's like <laughs> we're trying to step over this, but I didn't the f- expect the resolution that we got. Yeah, the final part, the way it's the the resolution is either solved or not solved or however it ends is not as satisfying as I guess the movie right. built it up to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't even I don't know exactly what I wanted, but yeah. it and it's not even that I didn't want what I got, but that I could give some complaints about like, eh, kind of wish they didn't do this this way. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, enjoyable, it's fun. The only thing that sucked about seeing it in the theater is the scares and stuff like that. There's build up and the creatures are like Weird looking, that's part of the whole thing. That's what makes them creepy. And we had a group of people behind us that made a joke about every single part. They would not shut up, mm-hmm. first of all. But every part that was supposed to have like a dreadful anticipation, I know I keep using that word dreadful, but that's <laughs> like, what it is. Yeah. That, that's what it was supposed to be, was mm-hmm. ruined by people being like, oh, it looks stupid. Oh. You know what it is? And I'll say it without feeling fear or sad, teenagers. Yeah. 100%. It's teenagers. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> they. I don't know if that's just like what teenagers do, because even when I was a teenager, although at that point I, I appreciated, you know, the craft of going to the theater and having a yeah, good time at the theater. That's a thing. It ruined the experience. You're right. Exactly. And teens tend to, when they see a scary thing, they're like, oh, that looks ridiculous. Ah, let's right, all laugh right. at it. Yeah. And I don't get why. I don't either. But maybe we're just old men. No, <laughs> I mean, I get like sometimes it's funny because even when I was younger, like, I would be in situations where you're you're watching a movie, but it's a big group of people. You're like at a party, and I'm like really into the movie. Mm-hmm. And my friends and stuff, or the people that were there. Sometimes you're at a party, like you don't know everyone there, but there's like some funny guy there that wants to like make jokes throughout the entire movie. Yep. I was always silently in my brain being like, "Somebody <laughs> lock this person out <laughs> of the house until the movie is over," because I'm trying to watch a movie like. <laughs> Dude, it was like you were you were a blast at parties. I, <laughs> but I'll tell they you, I'm know, the same exact I would, way. I would be quiet. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, if you're putting on a movie, I don't want to see part of it, and then I got to revisit it later by myself. Right? Don't put on a movie. I would go do something else. I'd find snacks. Mm-hmm. Play. Let's play video games. Yeah. Let's play video games. Let's have video games and snacks. Oh. But instead, we're watching a movie with commentary. Exactly. That I've never seen before. It was so annoying, and there was a lot of like whispering, like yeah. like throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it was really the moments where I want to feel what the director and the filmmakers and the actors are trying to make me feel. Yep. I don't want to hear Clarissa behind me being like, oh, she looks stupid. Oh. <laughs> But you, that's exactly what they sounded like, too. And they're the moments that were supposed to be, like, quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing, was that or was that not the longest anticipation of a jump scare in the history of movies? Which one? It's, um, it happens in... Does it involve the scarecrow? Nope. In the bedroom. Oh, oh yeah, that was like, dude, it was like ten th- minutes. Seriously, <laughs> like the violin, Forever. you can tell where they like pull it, and it's like, oh, but it's the longest, God, dude. 
Oh. Literally, you are in store for like a 25 minute, like, <laughs> you are that, tense the whole time. That's the worst part about jump scares. Mm-hmm. Like, that tension where you're like, I know they're about to hit me with it. Yep. And you're like, is it going to come from say, this way? I don't even think it was that big of a jump scare. It really wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't know if it was too much anticipation. It was, I think that was it. It was too long. So your yeah. body, like, like you kinda, got sore yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like, you like start to relax yeah. a little bit. And then, I mean, it got me a little bit, but mm-hmm. it didn't come from where I thought it was going to come from, which mm-hmm. was maybe supposed to be more jumpy. But it, I just was like, it was almost funny how long they yeah. dragged it out. Seriously. Um, yeah, I, it was it was good. I think the the mixture of... The, the the plot line was cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the characters that you followed through the majority of it. Seeing yep. the stories come to life and how they were going to do it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I expected it to be more of an anthology and not um, an ongoing story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm fi- I'm fine with either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought. I mean, I don't think it's amazing, and it's definitely not one of the best scary movies I've seen. But I think no. it's totally worth a watch if you're a fan of the series of the books. Definitely. Um, I think they do it. They do it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just an overall. Pretty pretty good movie. I would call it a fun, scary movie. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Back to you, Tim. <laughs> back back to me. But uh, you. Back to me? Yeah. Bro. Bro. Um, I mean, what do we... Oh, that's movies. Yeah. What do we got? Video, video games? Video oh, games. Oh, it's time. <laughs> video games. All right, here we are in, um, uh, you know, at uh, in this part of it. Right, this is my favorite part. Part I know. unknown. Part unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, <sighs> video games. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, 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 so we've both been working on video game backlogs. So much. So much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to talk about a game. Yes. That I played. Mm-hmm. Called Child of Eden. Da 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 da. Child of Eden. That's what it sounds like to me. So my idea of this game, isn't it a Kinect game? Uh, yeah, it was Kinect enabled, but it has controller functions as well. Oh, because it when it initially was, um, I guess, being shown off, it was like full Kinect. Like, it's a Kinect game. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, mm-hmm. I, so now I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, like, I definitely get why. Um so you played it with a controller. I played it with a controller. Okay. So here's how it happened. Mm-hmm. I, I finished, um, I had just finished a game, um, which I'm actually going to talk about the game that I just finished on the next podcast, mm-hmm. episode number 90 of the oh. Keep Up Podcast. Yeah. Whoa. 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 A B-class license. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I played Crazy Taxi the other day, too. Why? I finished the bowling one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So That's excited. good to hear. That game's great. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished uh, a Telltale game that took me about 12 hours in total. Okay. Right? So I was like, all right, I need to bust through a couple of these quick games I've been had kicking around in my backlog. Child of Eden has this really cool cover, mm-hmm. uh, 360 game, and it's just been... I've had an idea in my head that it was going to be like a fun little indie game. Like mm-hmm. I had no idea. I went into it super blind. So it is... Midnight, 12.30 maybe, when mm-hmm. I beat that other game. And uh, long-time listeners will know, when I beat a game, I need to start another game. Right, just get it fresh you know? going. Yeah, I get you. So, start the game. Good Lord, I have never felt so much like I'm on drugs <laughs> as when I... Like, I've never done hard drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... I don't need to now. <laughs> You've experienced it. Dude, 12.30 in the morning, just start it up. 
there's an intro that tells you about about I don't dude I can't even I'm trying to recap the magic pixie fairy. So it's it's a it's a music based shooter. Okay. And basically there are five levels and you the whole the whole idea is there is um this girl who was the first human born on a space station I think in 2020. What's funny is I don't know why it was set in 2020 because the game only came out like 2007, maybe. Yeah, like it was... so it's not they didn't shoot like way in the future, right? You know, <laughs> they went like 15 years ahead. Well, you know that's actually possible. Yeah, no, you know, it is. But this the the concept here is that like people live in space now, and mm-hmm. some people don't know what Earth is. So oh okay, so it's I mean we're not there yet. No, so, not yet. So um, there is this entire internet system that's the universal internet system that's called Eden. Okay. But this woman who was born on a space station, her name is Lumi. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah. And uh, she dies, and people are basically trying to uh, trying to piece together her thoughts through this universal internet and the only way to do it is to defeat these viruses by shooting them. And when you shoot them, they make music. And the, by the end of each level, you're piecing together some of her memories. Mm-hmm. Now, what is so freaking trippy is... <laughs> so trippy. Here's so what to freaking trippy. <laughs> Here's what's so freaking trippy about this game is when you get so you you start off and you're just it's just moving like you're kind of on rails it's mm-hmm. like an on rail shooter and you're you're blasting these like animal shapes that are made out of just like these balls and gems of light I don't know what you're describing to me right it's now it's crazy <laughs> so you're you're first person and you're just like floating through this like world oh and, it's first person yeah so okay. it's just a reticle. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not seeing anything else. All right, all right. So it starts, and I'm like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. So there's all these colors and crazy, like, it's almost like you're looking into a kaleidoscope. So you see these things, and you basically, you hold you hold a button to lock onto things. Mm-hmm. So you're moving the reticle all over the screen and holding the button, and you can lock onto a certain number of targets at a time. When you let go, it shoots all those targets, and mm-hmm. it makes different music sounds. Some of it's notes, some of it's, like, symbols, and it changes per level. So... You go through the level, and then there are these purple things that will fly out. Purple things shoot you, so you have to hold the trigger to attack those. You uh-huh. can only you can hit them with a different gun that you have or whatever. Okay. It's not really a gun. It's just a rapid-fire like shooting thing. Yeah. When you get to the end of the level, it gets super, super intense, and the camera starts moving around a lot faster, and there are all these things that you have to shoot a lot faster, and they're like coming at you, and the music's getting more intense, and... At the end of it, when you're getting close to the end of the level, you start mm-hmm. seeing these flashes of Lumi, who is a real person played by an actress. Mm-hmm. So in this weird like digital world, you're getting flashes of a real person dancing in a field in a white dress. What the And heck? when you beat the level, the screen like flashes and it's like and it brings you to this like scene of Lumi like dancing and singing. And that's how you beat the level. 
It is the weirdest thing. That is not the thing I would want to be playing at midnight or twelve thirty. It blew my mind because I was like, I was literally like, my mouth open, like, what is happening <laughs> right now? Like, I cannot figure out what I'm looking at. I seriously, first of all, first of all, good thing you don't have epilepsy because it sounds like you would have had a rough time. It was, yeah, oh, absolutely. I think there might even be a warning at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, most games have it nowadays, but That's it sounds true, like yeah. how intense with the colors and the flashing and all that stuff. It yes. must have been like. Excessive. This one was necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read the story real quick as written on Wikipedia just because mm-hmm. I, I want to have like, I want to make sure I read to you what this says. Mm-hmm. The story of Child of Eden is revealed through the game's introduction. It focuses on a girl named Lumi, portrayed by Rei Yasuda, who was the first human to be born in space on September 11th, 2019. It was actually this year oh. aboard the International Space Station. Throughout her life, Lumi dreamt of visiting Earth, conveying her feelings into song, which she sent down to the people of the planet. Mm -hmm. When she died, her body was preserved and her memories and data were recorded and archived. The story moves to humanity's advancement in space exploration and the creation of a universal wide internet system called Eden. Eden is described as a fountain from which all knowledge flows. To those who have never set foot on Earth, on Earth, on Earth. <laughs> um, containing all of human history and knowledge. By the 23rd century, scientists attempt to use Lumi's preserved data to create a living persona with Eden itself in an experiment called Project Lumi. As her uh, recompiled persona emerges and awakens into Eden, she is attacked and trapped by an unknown computer virus. So the viruses are what you're fighting throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, it's kind of beautiful. Like, when you, the second the second level I think is called Evolve, and it's mostly like ocean looking creatures, like mm-hmm. whales made out of these like digital things. And then at one point the whales in space, and then when you defeat the whale, it transforms into a phoenix, and like what it's literally like, dude, it's out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently the game is a is technically a prequel. To um, so what? Uh, a game called Res. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've heard of Res. It's a rail shooter game created by uh, Tetsuya Mitsuguchi, uh, best known for Res, developed by Q Entertainment. So weird. Um, I didn't think they had any connection at all because Res is how you described. Yeah. Um, like very much so a shooter, and it's super trippy, and it's colors and all over the place. Like interesting. Pretty okay. much the same thing. So yeah. Um, neat. Yeah. So and and the music is by a, basically a. a a group that he made up that mm-hmm. is like a, f- a fake, like they exist only for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up, I tried to find like a soundtrack for it, but I couldn't. The, the music's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Very like EDM style. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool game. It's five levels. Is you, it quick? It is pretty quick. You're going to spend a couple of hours and a lot of reviews that I read, the game has amazing reviews. Mm-hmm. And basically what a, a lot of the reviewers say is like, it is very brief. Like it's a short game. Mm-hmm. One of the reviews I read though was like, honestly, if it were any longer, I feel like it would take away from it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a quick experience. There are there's a, a star system where you can advance until you have a certain number of stars. Okay. So at first I got nervous because it's hard to get like I think it's a three star maximum. But if you play uh, level one and level two, right? Like I beat level one, got to the second one, then I couldn't advance to three. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh man. I was like, well, I'll start at level two again. You um, you stack stars. So if you beat level one and you get a two star and mm-hmm. then you beat it and get two stars again, it, you have the four. Oh, So okay. you get stars by replaying no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it was worth it to me because you do start to feel a little bit of like, okay, I understand this portion a little bit better. Um, 
So it is relatively quick. You're probably playing two hours, three hours, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's enjoyable. It was just an experience unlike anything I've ever had. And Mm -hmm. going in blind is just like my new MO for anything. It's so good. Because I just went in. I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was an interesting experience. It's definitely definitely a a good podcast game. Granted, Mm -hmm. the music is really, really cool. But if you're replaying levels, it's definitely one you could keep downloaded on your console. So you don't need to listen to the music listen to the music to you play. You don't. It's okay. not really beat-based, mm-hmm. but it's just part of the experience. All right. And, and back to what you said, largely constructed for a Kinect experience. Yeah. Uh, but it's still uh, play one level with a controller. You kind of get the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. If you're a completionist like me and you have it sitting on your console, you're going to want to blast through it. Yeah. So I, I would suggest it. Um, like I said, not not you know big story-based game or anything mm-hmm. other than that crazy like concept behind it. Yeah. Uh, but a, a very interesting experience. That's um, super cool. I would have never actually looked at the game otherwise because yeah. it was free with games with gold. So, you know, that's why I have it. I assume Same. that's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, and so I never would have given it a second thought cause I thought it was strictly connect. So, yeah. um, but I honestly might play it now just because yeah. you said it's quick and how are the achievements as you, the achievements are, so, you know, beat each level, mm-hmm. beat a game. Um, or beat the game by beating all five levels. And then once you beat the five levels, there's a game, there's a level unlocked that is basically a challenge map, like how, how far you can go kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I think it's uh, three starring each level. Mm-hmm. And then there are a couple of... A couple of secret achievements, I think, that I didn't look up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all it is, is really, like, besting the levels. Yeah. Um, and and cool. replaying. I think there's one for replaying the first level, like, four or five times or something. And <laughs> it's, like, ten minutes long, so yeah. you could do that one pretty much no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You know? Yeah. I honestly... I. With that review, I, I might go back and you play give it. give it a shot. I'm it sounds a lot think. like um, Tetris Effect. I've talked about okay. it before, but it's it's the same exact thing, but... Um, uh, it's Tetris. Obviously, you're playing Tetris, but yeah. the the environment behind and around, and the uh, even when you press the button to move the the Tetraminos is what mm, the blocks are called. Um, goes along with the music. Oh, cool. Um, I'll have to have you play it at some point because seriously, it was like the trippiest because it's in VR. Oh, so wild. imagine that, but in VR, dude. You know? This game will be wild in VR. Mm-hmm. So be cool. I'm curious how close it is to uh, Tetris Effect because that game could be was, similar. Like things are coming towards your face while you're doing. It. Like there is a dolphin, a sea level, and mm. there's dolphins and whales and stuff going yeah. around. Yeah. So this one had similar things. Like when things are flying at you, mm-hmm. you do need to move around like pretty significantly to mm-hmm. look around you because once those like purple orbs would get close enough to you, yeah. If you, it'll give you like it'll show around your reticle like aim, kind of like in like. Call of Duty when you're getting shot, it'll yeah. show you which. It'll be like it's red from. on the screen, and exactly. so you turn over. Yeah, yep. same thing, just purple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you do need that range of motion, which that was probably the hardest part of using the controller. Yeah, yeah, cool. But that was fun. Um, and then after that, uh, I started the cave. Ah, yes. You've played the cave. Yes, I have. Thoughts on the cave? I liked it at the time I played it. Yeah. Um, I recall it being. Uh, it's kind of like. From what I remember, anyways, it's a little bit like a point-and-click adventure, but uh, you're—it's more of just an adventure game, I would say. Like, yeah, yeah you basically get thrown into a level and have to go collect some items to progress through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recall it being funny because it's double fine, right? Yeah. Um, so I remember there being good humor with it. Our and favorite people, the double fine, we talk about them all the time. <laughs> there, I, dude, Nights and Bikes comes out. <gasps> next month i oh! think it's it's right around I the corner wait. it's i i 
I can't wait either. Cannot wait. It's going to be the best game ever. Anyways, um, yeah, I recall it being pretty fun, but I played it when it was Games with Gold in like 2000. Jeez. I don't even know. 2012 or something. Like when it first was yeah. Games with Gold. So a long time ago. Yeah. Um, has it been released with Gold multiple times? No, I don't think so. Because that's where I got it. Right. So, so yeah. you must... Uh, oh, I've been sitting on it for a while. I, was I don't remember say. when I downloaded it. But, but uh, actually, you know what? I think I got it on sale. Maybe not with Games with Gold. Really? I might have. Because I... I played it a long time ago when I, yeah. you know, 360 days. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's a, it is a really fun game. Uh, basically, you start the game. I like the style of the game. That's the thing that Double Fine does really well is a lot of times, I mean, I just feel like the, the uh, not the interface of the game, but just the mechanics of the game and the structure mm-hmm. of it is maybe a little different than what you've seen before. So this game starts with just the title and a voiceover and the camera drops and you have seven characters and you select a character and then you just start moving them. So the mm-hmm. way that you begin the game is just picking one of these characters. Um, after you pick one, you realize you have to pick two more. Um, so there's a, I wonder if I can remember them all. There's a hillbilly, a yep. time traveler, mm-hmm. uh, the twins, yep. the uh, knight, mm-hmm. the uh, monk. The monk. Mm-hmm. It's two more. Scientist. Yep. Oh, the last one's going to kill me. Can you say the hillbilly? Yep. This leads me to my biggest issue with this game. Yes. I, we'll talk about it. I'll find the last <laughs> Is game. that, um, so it's, it's really fun, but what happens is each character has their own story in the cave. And the, the whole concept of the game is that this cave reveals to you kind of like your, your deepest, darkest, like true thoughts and feelings and things like that. And so each character has their own little sequence where you play as these evil twins and it brings you to this big creepy house under, uh, in the cave and you play as a knight and you do this whole uh, sequence with a princess and a dragon and the king and all this stuff. Um, the knight's story was one of my favorite ones. I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it is really good. And you have to, um, I, yeah, the th- got that one. Which one? So there's the knight, the oh, hillbilly, time uh, traveler. Who's that? The sci- scientist. That's the scientist. Oh. Um, the adventurer? The adventurer or the explorer, maybe? The adventurer. The adventurer. Yeah. Okay. So that was the seventh one. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, depending on the three characters that you choose, um, you know, you utilize the three characters to do different things. You can only do certain uh, story progressing pieces uh or it's it's all puzzles so Mm -hmm. getting through some puzzles with the three characters um but you only choose three at a time yep and so that means that you don't get the full experience unless you play through the game with every character Mm -hmm. that's fine it's not a super long game it's fun Mm -hmm. but the two gripes i have is one there are moments in the game where you have to walk every single character all the way to a certain like lever or something Mm -hmm. like that and there's not like a quick a, a quick like they won't teleport like, to the yeah guy. like they don't yeah. teleport they will when you get to like the end of the level mm-hmm. but if you walk one person all the way down like and it takes you let's say even two full minutes to walk that person mm-hmm. you have to then switch to your other character who's way up at the beginning and bring them all the way down so that felt just goofy there's no yep. like quick travel at any point and my biggest problem with it mm-hmm. is there are seven characters yep which means in order to play every full sequence of the game you have to play two full playthroughs mm-hmm. with, you know, three characters each. And then you have to play a third one mm-hmm. with one new character and two you've already played with. Now, what you could do, yep. split into twos. That's still, you still have to play An three. extra, but it won't be as annoying. 
because you're not playing. But the other thing you could look at is the benefit is you could play through the two that you've already done mm-hmm. pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that too. You know what I mean? Because you also get an achievement for doing each person's sequence and, and things like that. But yeah. um, those are my biggest gripes. Outside of that, it's a fun game. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's it's cool to be able to like you're kind of like living there there or you, you there's like a story to unravel, a mystery almost. Yes. Uh, and I remember the night we talked about him. Yeah. Not on the podcast, but um, his story is interesting. It's really uh, funny. It's funny. Yeah. And the time traveler, if I recall, is like a murder mystery or something. Uh, yes. Yeah. If, it is. Like it's all it's, it's basically very a, a faintly there, a but murder in time. Yeah. Like you, the time traveler, like goes back in time or. Mm. To kill someone, yeah. Anyways, yep. um, but yeah, their stories are clever and funny. It's like it's uh, feels like British humor to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Uh, it's just like it's dry at times and it's like dark, but it's still it's a good time overall. It is. But I do agree with you. If you're like a completionist, you want to get 100 percent or whatever, you have to play it three times and replaying the levels. It's not even like that it won't be fun because you like know the puzzles. It's just tedious. It's tedious. It's very tedious. And you've already done it. You already Mm -hmm. went through the trouble of learning it and figuring it out. Yep. So that last playthrough, I think, is what's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. If so, you even do it, are you going right. to do it? Well, I have it set. I set up a group on my uh, on my homepage of replay games. Mm-hmm. So I have that one and one other replay game. Replay games. That's yeah. bad. What do you have a replay game There's list? only two right now. Which um, is The Cave and what else? The Cave and Oxenfree, ah, which yes. I'll talk a little bit on the next episode, I think. That's but, a freaking good game. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, to stay on the uh, the vibe of uh, completionist, I just finished Zelda Breath of the Wild. You finished it? I finished it. Wow. 90 hours it took me to oh beat it. Oh my god. I mean, incredible. It's Worth it. Everything you've heard about the game is true, true you know. Yeah. It's incredible. It's the whole the, the big thing about the game is exploration. Yeah. All they do is give you an open world and they're like, "Go, have fun." You it's have awesome. you have you get all the abilities, the items at the beginning and you just adventure. So cool. Um yeah, it's definitely one of the best hands down one of the best Switch games I've played. As far as Zelda goes, it's a little off the beaten track of Zelda. Think and so? I, yeah, like I like I like the formula of Zelda. Um, so it's you know if you're expecting a Zelda game, it's not really. I mean, as far as the story and like the the yeah the story mostly is what what keeps it Zelda fied. But yeah, um, but that's fine. I'm totally fine with them going a different direction. It feels like a totally different game. Yeah. Um, but. So I completed it. I've done, uh, there's shrines in the game, which are just like yes. mi- mini dungeons. Right. Um, so I completed all of those, completed the main story. Um, I got some DLC and completed that. Uh, done like more than uh, like 60 or 70% of the side missions. I've done a ton in that game, 90 hours worth of, uh, of work. And so when you beat the game, you get a completion percentage. Um, and it shows up on the map. You yep. like you load up your save. So with everything I just listed off, what do you think my completion percentage is for that game? Fifty-seven. I wish. I really wish. Shut up. So the main story, which is fourteen missions, fifty side missions, a hundred and twenty different shrines, which are all like I would say ten to fifteen minute dungeons yeah. if you if you're really doing well. So one hundred and twenty times fifteen, whatever that is. Uh, armor sets, side mission, like tons of stuff I've done. 26%. Oh my God. 90 hours of work for 26% of Dude, the game p- completed. That hurts my soul. I can't. I was so like, uh, it's not about the completion percentage, but as a completionist, I just, I, I would even be fine if it said like 60% because 
what takes up 72% of that completion list yeah. are these things called Koroks. And okay. they're just like hitting guys throughout the whole map. They're these little, little dudes. Like you lift up a rock and there's one hidden under there. Or you shoot a balloon far away. They're just sure. like little, little tiny things you find around the game. So there's 900 of those hidden around this massive map. And that's 72% of the game completion is to find all nine. I, I knew from the beginning I wasn't going to go for those. Yeah. I, by the end of the game, I got like 72. But I really wasn't looking for them or trying. And so, you know, you get 25% for doing everything. And then the rest is the Koroks. That's crazy. I was so mad. I, I mean, <laughs> I guess I could see the appeal in that if, you know, you finish the game, but then you just want to kind of explore the the landscape that's there. And I know? mean, that's totally what the game is. It's yeah. all about exploration. The yeah. combat, everything is so small compared to the exploration. That is, I mean, that that aspect of it, I could see like, okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is... After spending 90 hours in that world, I just do not have an interest yeah. in, in... No, I don't blame you, dude. Yeah. But the game, like I said, it was amazing. I'm so happy I did all the shrines. Like, that makes the game so much better. Yeah. Finding the shrines, and even some of the shrines before have, like, missions and quests you have to do to unlock them. Yeah. And then you go in and there's another quest you have to do in there. So it was amazing. But I was just like, I can't believe it. I did all this 26% complete. That is mental, dude. Garbage. 90 hours. Yeah. But regardless, I had a great time for the game game. and it doesn't matter about the completion. I was just like, wow, really? Thanks. Yeah. Um, so interesting. And if, you know, if you ever plan on completing it, that's be aware. That's what what I'm looking at. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But, yeah, uh, still, go play it. Who cares about the Koroks? Oh, I got to play it for sure. Mm -hmm. Forget about the Koroks. Yeah, they're the worst. But anyways, that's uh, so that was backlog number 57. Really? Mm -hmm. I haven't been keeping track of mine. Well, come on, Brett. I mean, I have them in my list. You have them checked off? Yeah, Mm -hmm. crossed off. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, get out of here. Um, And then, oh, one more thing in games. Yeah. Resident Evil yeah. was supposedly supposed to have a new announcement because uh, it's Gamescom, which is, I believe, a German gaming convention. Okay. Um, I think it's in Germany. But anyways, uh, it's another gaming convention like E3 and PAX and stuff Tight. like that. Um, so there's supposedly supposed to be a uh, announcement, Resident Evil related. Mm. I don't know if Gamescom is actually over at this point, so I don't know if anything got announced. But okay. it led me to the question, what would you prefer, Resident Evil 3 Remake a Resident Evil 8 announced? My preference... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tough. My... I think my preference would be... <laughs> I know, it's a tough one. That is a tough one. I think I'm going to say 3. You would rather see Resident Evil 3? And I still want 8 at some point. Yeah. But the reason I say that right now is if we got a remake of Mm 3, there are no more remakes that need to be made. They could do 4. No need. No need. Don't touch 4. I agree. They don't need to do 4 is too close to current gen. I played it recently, and Mm -hmm. yes, it's a little bit dated, like, graphically, but the game is unbelievable. Yeah, I would argue that game's timeless. Like, every time it's re-released on a console, I'll play it. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Re-release it. Update the graphics. Don't remake it. I don't really care about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they did it, I'd play the hell out of it, but don't do it. They don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to. The only other one I could think of that would, I mean, maybe... But even still, it's such a big game. I feel like mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Is Code Veronica? They if, they will. I can guarantee. You think they're, so? they're gonna. They so, have to. I, I mean, can't. Code Veronica is like my favorite Resident Evil. So it's mm-hmm. a it's a great game. If they remake it, uh, then they would have none to remake. Right. Then they'd be uh, a you know, unless they're we're talking about the peripheral titles like Outbreak and like 
the shooter ones and stuff right. like that. But I don't think I don't think we're gonna see that. No. Um, there's no need to see Dead Aim remade or anything right. like that. Uh, so I. Yeah. Because they would make it with the Resident Evil engine they're using now. The right. one that was for Resident Evil 2. Right. Um, Which I still haven't completed. <sighs> Dude, that's it's amazing. Yeah. The thing that sucks is I played it for like two and a half hours. So do you restart or do you right. continue? And, and I don't think there's a need to restart because mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the police station and I just got to figure out where the hell I am. Yeah. Because last time I played it, I was just normal. I was just playing it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I didn't know where I was going because I stopped. Yeah. I just couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. And you like you can check out the map and everything and it shows you, but it's one yeah. of those games that you don't like want to leave for too long. Cause you don't know, like you right. check your inventory and you're like, okay, what is this this uh I don't know, crank for? Right. What am I gonna need this? And for? is this even like good that I have this right. many bullets Do, or was, like was I on my way to drop stuff off or was exactly. I going somewhere? So I might I might restart it mm-hmm. at some point, but uh I mean once you know what to do and where to go, you can fly through well, it. Well yeah, you told me you beat it in like three hours, right? Yeah, but yeah. I'm a gaming master. Animal, yeah. <laughs> um so what's your preference? You wanna see eight or a remake? I think eight. I think it's been a long time since uh seven came out. See that's my thing is I'm still catching back up to seven. Right, and I can't believe you haven't played seven yet. Yeah, I know. You're nuts. I know. But are you still trying to beat all the Resident Evils up until that point? Or yeah, you, you which, which I just found out five is on Game Pass, and I just signed up for Game Pass, mm. and that's my next one. I'll play that one with you. Yeah, I want to do a co-op because mm-hmm. I've never done a co-op. So good. Um, and then the only other one after that is six, which yeah. I didn't super enjoy, but is is that one co-op or no? That one is co-op too, yeah. So I that would be incentive to play it. That because, one's fun to play co-op because okay. you can do goofy things. Like it's it's like like one of my favorite things to do is to beat the whole level crawling or rolling on the ground. <laughs> Not that we're gonna do that if we play co-op. Maybe but. I'll play solo. <laughs> <laughs> but like when you play as Leon and Helena, um, you can like you can do it with any character, but you can dive on the ground, and then yeah. if you turn sideways, you can just roll infinitely. But you're pretty fast, so you can just roll through the <laughs> level. And, and it was a challenge that uh, I did with my friend, and we just see how far we get through the level just, just rolling. rolling. And you can like stop and shoot guys if you have to, but you can just so it's dumb. That things. is hilarious. It's, it was so fun. We got pretty far. There's a part um, where you have to stand up because there's a car coming towards yeah. you, and so your character like stands up real fast to dodge it, and then you get back on the ground and roll. But it is it's just. That is so funny, but dude. the game the gameplay is really tight for that. Like it's good, yeah. Uh, but the rest of the game is, meh. yeah, it's just kind of eh. Like yeah. I, they just went way too far with the action, yep. and then they brought it way back with seven. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, what stopped me was I didn't own a copy of five, so mm-hmm. I was playing everything that I had. Yeah. But now I have five on Game Pass, so I'll probably play that. Uh, also have Revelations one and two on Game Pass. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. um, Revelations, yeah. I think I liked Revelations two better, but one is more. Uh, closely related to the original yeah. like formula. Cool. Um, so anyways, all that being said, yeah, I want 8. Resident Evil 3, I look forward to playing the remake because I've never beaten mm-hmm. it myself. You know, I've never... I've played it before, but um, I redid 2 and then the remake came out. Yeah. So that was cool to play those yeah, that side is by cool. side. So maybe if a third gets announced, I'll play through Resident Evil 3. Yeah. 3, three is a quick playthrough. It's yeah. one of the shorter ones. Mm-hmm. Um I, what they should do probably is put out eight mm-hmm. and then do another remake. Yeah. Because they just put out the remake of two back to back remakes. I don't know. That might. I think, know. I mean, people are excited and they, I don't know if they've actually officially announced it, but I think the third has been announced. There's no like pictures or anything. Sure. I think, I think after the success of two, they're like, we're working on another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but hint, I, I don't think it's been official yet. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, eight, it's been, when did that come out? Resident Evil 7, that came out 
uh, a while ago, yeah, long enough where they, ago, yeah, they should announce the next one. So I'm curious what direction, because they showed us they can do third person in yeah. Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. So if they go back to third person, I'm cool with that. Right. Um, but first person, it's, it was awesome. Yeah. Crazy different experience. It doesn't even feel like a Resident Evil. But can't wait to play it. Mm-hmm. Been saying that for years. For years. <laughs> Eventually. But anyways, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So I vote eight, you vote three. I, th- I don't know. I might have changed my tune. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Nah, eight. I'll go eight. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I want to see what's next after mm-hmm. seven. Yeah, even just a little clip. Like, yeah. I just want to see a little gameplay. Give me, tell me, tell me eight is next. Yep. And then give me a quick teaser trailer for Nemesis. Yeah. That's oh, it. I want to see him in, like... That's what I'm saying, in dude. In the current graphics. Mr. X was terrifying. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- he'll be just like that, actually. Yeah, but he'll be Nemesis. He'll be Nemesis, yeah. yeah. I wonder how big they're going to make it. You think he's going to be, like, 12 you feet? You can't even like... see him on the screen. <laughs> you can see just his oh, foot. dude. So good. Yeah. Um, I think that's, does that wrap this one? Yeah, that's all I got. Tight. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Where we got Sonic music. Nice. That was close. That, that was, was a close one. Uh-huh. All right. I'll let you wrap up. Yeah. So I find that if you lace your lace laces, are you... Wait, 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 wait. Did you just interrupt and babble? There's got to be a first time for everything. I guess so. What? I just wanted to say, if you feel up to it, uh, maybe leave us a five-star review. I don't know. That's all. Okay. <laughs> not all even... Right. So not, <laughs> no. You don't ask for a five-star review. You say a review. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say five star review, please. Don't, if if whether if I, you like if us, give us five stars. Brett says if you feel like giving us a five star review, maybe leave us a review. That's all I'm saying. All right, Tim, carry on. I just I don't know. Yeah. Where was I? Ah, yes. When you're lacing the lacy lace, do you lace up your shoes or do you lace your lace? You know, like when you're wearing lace underwear, because I do all the time. I find that if you lace your shoelaces when you tie the lace, your actual lace is unlaced. And combining the lace with the loose, you got a loose lace. And I don't know about you guys, but when you go to the beach and you, you loose your lace loose, then you're loosely lacing your lace loosely. And I'll leave you with this. Make sure your shoes are tied or you won't be wearing lace. <laughs>